the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And when he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered, My Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, you may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this Easter word, the word of peace that is given by you. Let our faith grow. Amen. What do you think of when I say the word church? What kind of picture comes to mind? So just kind of shut your eyes for two or three sentences and then you can open them. What kind of church do you see? Do you see a Gothic cathedral? Do you see a perfect white frame building with arched windows and a high steeple? Do you see a sturdy brick building with a bell tower? Or maybe something more modern, soaring glass walls and sharp angles pointing to the sky. Or maybe the church you see is a community gathered around word and sacrament sitting in folding chairs in a room that's used for something else most of the time. Or maybe you see church as a stage with people playing drums and guitars and people with closed eyes and upraised arms singing words of praise. What do you see when you hear the word church? Now you can open your eyes.
I bet none of you saw 15 to 20 scared and lonely people huddled behind closed and locked doors, whispering among themselves, jumping at every time they heard a noise from the outside. It's probably not the image of the church, locked doors and frightened people that we see. And yet that's what John has painted for us. First Church Jerusalem, you might say, gathered together on that first Sunday after Jesus' death, huddling, hiding, terrified, fearful, lonely, loveless, not much of a church. You know, no organ, no pews, no pulpit, no stained glass windows, no joy, no praise, no word, no sacrament. Just a room with memories of someone they lost. And so they're talking. And maybe their talking might go something like this. What was it that he said that supper the other night? Something about bread being body and wine being his blood? Peter, what did he mean by that? Or maybe they said, did you hear what Mary Magdalene and the other women said? They said they went to the tomb this morning and Jesus' body was missing. The stone was rolled away and the body gone. And then Mary Magdalene said she saw the Lord. Yeah, well, did anybody check her breath to see what she had been drinking? She saw Jesus alive this morning? Yeah, right. And so, first Jerusalem, first church Jerusalem, they talked, they fretted, they worried themselves sick. What does this mean? Are the Romans coming? Are the chief priests going to be up to something today? And maybe, just maybe, one person might have been praying. Doesn't sound like church, does it? And if it is, it seems to be church at its worst, hiding, scared, disheartened, defensive. So what kind of advertisement could the church put out for that church? Could they say, friendly church, we're all are welcome? I don't think so. You can't be very welcoming with locked doors. Not much of a sign of hospitality. Or maybe the sign might say, church with a warm heart and a bold mission. I think their bold mission was sweaty palms and shaky knees, afraid that they were going to die, and the front door bolted shut. So this first church, this first church, it has almost no claim to being a church at all except 
except that they were gathered because they were told to. And the risen Christ came through the locked door and stood among them. That event changed that scared group of people. It changed them into a church. The presence of the risen Christ in the room. It wasn't anything they said or it wasn't anything that they didn't say. It wasn't anything that they did. It wasn't anything that they didn't do. Church happens when the gathered community pays attention to the presence of the risen Christ. And if we ignore the presence of Christ, then nothing happens. The disciples became aware and their attention focused on the risen Christ. And that made the difference. That makes the difference now. When Jesus comes to us today, when Jesus comes showing us his love, showing us his wounds, showing us his suffering for us, Jesus comes with peace. Peace be with you. And then he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And then he said, I have great plans for you. We are that church. We are breathed upon. We have great plans given to us by God. And sometimes we have doubts. Why does Thomas get to be called Thomas, the one who doubted? Doubting Thomas. What did he do that was more unfaithful than the other disciples? He didn't do anything different. He just happened to be absent on the day when Jesus came to the group. And because the group had seen Jesus and had felt the peace of the Lord and had the Holy Spirit given to them, he just wanted the same experience. He just was a week behind. Should he be criticized? Actually, to be fair to Thomas and to be fair to the disciples, it's no easy matter to deal with the resurrected Christ. There's a shock factor going on, right? They had seen Jesus die on the cross, and they were hiding for their life. And Jesus walked through the door, Shock factor one, number one. Shock factor number two, after they saw him, 
They were terrified of it being Jesus. So Jesus was spooky that day. He wasn't a ghost. John makes a long time telling us he's not a ghost. But he's the one who died. And now he's the one who has risen. He's the one who was wounded and we can see his marks. He's the one that can be touched. He eats and drinks. He's not a ghost. But those disciples had a hard time recognizing him. Earlier that morning, Mary meets him in the garden. And she names him the gardener. Tell me where you have put his body. The disciples in the locked room, when he appears to them, doesn't say, oh, look, it's Jesus. It's only when he says, look at my wounds. Peace be with you. Then they see Jesus. And that story that we'll get some years of Jesus on the beach cooking bread and cooking fish. The disciples didn't recognize him for a while. But back to Thomas. Thomas, doubting Thomas. No, maybe not. Thomas, that's absent. Yeah, for sure. How about Thomas the brave? Thomas was gone. We don't know what he was doing. He might have been out running errands. He might have been out fishing again. We might even say he was brave because he was the only one of the disciples not filled with fear that he was not in the hiding place. And so when he returned and he heard the story of the others seeing Jesus, he felt different. They had seen Jesus. They had rejoiced with him. And so Thomas says, I want to put my hand there. He wasn't any bigger doubter. He was just one week behind. So what's different about Thomas then? He wasn't there when the other disciples came on Easter Sunday. He missed the first appearance. He missed the giving of the Holy Spirit and the giving of the commissioning. On Easter Sunday, Jesus shows the disciples his wounds. Jesus initiated it. A week later, Thomas demands to see and also to touch. Those early Easter Sunday disciples rejoice. But when Thomas sees Jesus, he worships. So... Thomas was different. Thomas 
might have been a realist, you might say. Thomas was out of the room, getting on with his life, figuring out, what do I do now that the Christ has been killed? But Thomas was given the gift of touch, of seeing, of believing, and worshiping. So Jesus brings a gift to disciples. Peace be with you. That peace brings us into community with Jesus. All of Jesus' ministry has been dealing with the outcast and those on the margins of society. All of Jesus' ministry has been saying, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. All of his ministry has dealt with the blessed and the cursed, the rich and the poor. Peace be with you, and the lion sees the lamb as neighbor and friend. Peace be with you, and the Jew speaks with the Samaritan. Peace be with you, and the prostitute dines with the Pharisee. Peace be with you is always inclusion, love and justice, care of neighbor. And yet every age where Jesus talks about inclusion, there is rejection and harassment. The powers that be do not want to accept the powers of Christ. And so, Thomas, who is called doubting, shows us resurrection faith. Amen.